Hello, and welcome to Fresh Fusion, a weekly show where we discuss the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web. My name is Jared White, and this is episode 70. 70! (laughs) Can you believe it? Episode 70, the personal website in 2021. How are you all doing? This year, oh man, it's been going. It's just been going, going, going for me. Uh, I was just realizing that at the end of next month, 2021 will be half over. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that? We're, we're literally talking about that half of 2021 is already going to be behind us at the end of next month. And we're already halfway through May, so it's just crazy. (laughs) I have some good news. I'll be vaccinated towards the end of next week. So the countdown has begun. And listen, the the countdown to getting my first dose, because I got the the Pfeiffer dose. Yes, I'm I'm in that elite status. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, whatever you get, I'm sure is going to be awesome. Please, please, if you're listening to this and still on the fence about getting vaccinated and you don't have any, you know, medical or otherwise reason why you can't get vaccinated, please get vaccinated. Um, it's it's something that we all have to do as our civic duty, in my opinion. Uh, we owe it to our, our fellow uh, humans to uh, protect them and to protect ourselves. So anyway, uh, with that out of the way, uh, yes, so the countdown to the first dose was, you know, it it was a little bit hard there as I was hearing more and more people uh, around me uh, getting their doses. And then um, I got my first dose. And even then, like waiting to get the second one, I was like, okay, you know, got my first and that's cool. And I'm looking forward to my second. But let me tell you, right after I got my second and the final countdown began to get vaccinated, oh boy, (laughs) this is hard. (laughs) This is like when I was a kid and I was waiting for a package to arrive in the mail of some amazing new piece of electronic gear or whatever. And it was like, you know, I'm just like biting my nails, (laughs) stomping my feet, (laughs) uh, clapping my hands like, oh, what is this going to get here? Um, every day I'm just waking up and I'm like, am I vaccinated yet? Am I vaccinated yet? Oh, cause you know, it's, it's now, uh, at a time when, um, government officials in, uh, certainly in Washington, DC, but here in Oregon, of course, uh, our, our governor and, and their, um, health team, you know, are talking about, you know, what's going to happen when things open up and what you can do when you're fully vaccinated and, you know, you don't have to wear masks anymore, pretty much, you know, other than, you know, as a courtesy or in places that still require it specifically, um, which is fine. I I have absolutely no problem putting a mask on when I go into a retail establishment to, you know, to order a coffee or whatever. um, If, you know, if that's still a thing in various places, I don't have any problem with that. Um, I just want to be able to, you know, walk around outside and not feel like a jerk if I don't have a mask on. Uh, I want to be able to, you know, go to a restaurant and sit down at a table and take my mask off to eat and not feel like, you know, oh, I hope this is okay. Uh, I hope nobody's sitting close to me that has a problem. I hope I don't inadvertently spread it to other people. Like, you know, all those things that we've been dealing with for so long now. 
um, you know, it's, it's going to change. And so as I think about all that, you know, I start to ask sort of broader questions of what will my life be like in the latter half of 2021 going into 2022? What, what will life be like? How will things change? Um, so it's exciting. It's, it's a little bit, uh, I don't know if scary is the word because we already know what scary looks like. It's, it's not scary. It's just, you know, that feeling you get that sort of antsy is maybe the word that 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 feeling you get when you're kind of like, I know things are going to change. I know some things going to be different, but I'm not sure what it is. And do I like that? And what will be good and what will be challenging? I don't know. Like, it's it's interesting. So anyway, uh, I hope you're all doing well. And again, if you have the opportunity to get vaccinated and you're able to, please do so. All right. So that's my first little preamble. I have one more uh, little bit of info here for you before we get to the meat of the show. Um, In case you missed it, uh, I've relaunched my newsletter. It's now called Creator Class. You can just go to jaredwhite.com and click the follow button there to sign up for Creator Class. Uh, and I'm really excited about this. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit behind on getting issues out, but um, part of that is I want to get a new article up on the blog, roughly titled, The Three Signs You're Building a Foundation of Success. Um, and these are some ideas I've been working on for a little while now that I'm, I'm really happy with. I think it's really informative, and it sort of builds on some things that I've been discovering over the past few years that have been really helpful to me. Um, so I'm working on an article. I'm going to be you know, getting more podcast episodes here, and the newsletter always talks about what's going on with the podcast. So it's just a great way to stay up to date on on all the different things I'm working on, and um, and hopefully it provides value to you, uh, whether you're a content creator yourself or you're just interested in general about creativity and um, publishing online. JaredWhite.com, click the follow button. All right, so with that out of the way, on to the meat of the show. This episode is titled The Personal Website in 2021. Um, And the context of this is I'm starting a new design process, a a full, fully fledged, fully rethought redesign of jaredwhite.com, which is, of course, my personal website. And, you know, thinking about a personal website, for quite some time, the personal website was basically the personal blog. Blogs kind of took over websites as, uh, you know, the primary uh, uh, mechanism for publishing and distributing content. Um, And, you know, there's been some shift away from that over the past few years, maybe even the past decade by now. Um, You know, certainly if you're more of a high-profile person with, with, uh, you know, a, a large following... Um, you know, you might have a website where the homepage is is really more informational and sort of marketing type stuff with lots of calls to action, and perhaps your blog is is secondary if you even have one. I've resisted that trend to a certain degree because, um, you know, for me, the, the quote-unquote thing I'm known for uh, is publishing online. So, you know, it seemed like, oh, you, know, you come to my website, you want to see what I've published lately. 
Uh, and in fact, I took that to a logical extreme with the most recent design of the site. If you go to jaredwhite.com and look around a little bit, you'll notice that it kind of looks like social media. I have different kinds of posts. You know, there are like quote posts, photo posts, um, articles, of course. Um, and uh, my, I have sort of a little, uh, you know, profile picture that gets repeated and it even repeats my name. So it, it almost looks like you're on a social media site looking at my profile, looking at the things I've posted on the site. Um, but it's on my own website. So I was, you know, it was an experiment to see how, how far can I push the sort of mental model around social media? Uh, how far can I push that in the context of my own website? Uh, and I, I think for a while that was successful. Uh, certainly this latest incarnation of my site was certainly my most prolific period. Uh, for a while I was posting quite regularly. Um, but I've noticed in the past year, certainly after the pandemic started, um, for various reasons my posting slowed down. And even when I've sort of gotten my groove back, uh, I just haven't been posting a lot on my website, per se. Um, I've been very active on Twitter, and I've been you know, excited about getting the newsletter going again and getting Fresh Fusion going, and, and that's, that's been a pretty good uh, ride so far. But, um, but the website itself's getting long in the tooth. And I was thinking about, you know, why do I feel this sort of hesitancy, this sort of internal meh feeling about uh, publishing on my site? Um, so I, uh, you know, I initially started thinking of it in terms of design, like, oh, I need to, I need a, I need a fresh design here. I need something that, that I feel like, like represents where I'm at now, my headspace in 2021. Um, and it's, it's more, it's more of a minimalist design, more, uh, centered around articles specifically. Um, but, but the more I started thinking about it, the more I started realizing it's, it's about much more than just the visual appearance of the content. It's about what kind of content I'm publishing and how it's getting presented and um, just, you know, a lot of different thoughts about, you know, what is a personal website in the year 2021? <laughs> you know, when somebody goes to jaredwhite.com, what should they see? What should it communicate? What, how, how does it structure things? How does it provide value and relevance. So I'm just going to kind of go through some thoughts here, um, not in any particular order. Uh, I basically realized, you know, all these notes I'm taking, I should just uh, share on the podcast rather than keep it to myself. So um, yeah, so the first thing is kind of what I've said before here. Um, you know, the, the, the role of the blog on a personal website um, it's not necessarily a given that the homepage is the blog. And so I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to embrace the fact that my new homepage will now be my about page. So I'm, I'm going to get rid of an about page per se and make my homepage the about page. So, you know, in this new incarnation, when you go to jaredwhite.com, you know, it will be about me. It will be an about page. And, you know, it might summarize some things and link to, you know, other articles or other pages for more information or either even to other websites. You know, if it's about like, you know, I, I work at White Fusion as a web developer, maybe I'll just link to White Fusion, right? I don't need to have 30 paragraphs about being a web developer right on my homepage. But, 
you know, basically the idea is if anyone wants to know who Jared is and what he does and what he cares about and what he's into, um, go to jaredwhite.com and it's just right there. So that's the thinking around that. And then the blog archive will be separate. So the homepage will, you know, maybe link to the the last couple, three, four, whatever posts, but otherwise the blog archive will be uh, separate. So it'll it'll be more like a company website in that sense. Uh, it'll it'll be you know much more marketing ish, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Another thing I'm thinking about is the navigation experience. You know, most people don't get linked to homepages; they get linked to particular articles. You know, somebody sees something on Twitter, it's a link to a particular piece of content. It's not a link to somebody's homepage. So I'm thinking through how how can I sort of provide a, a, a mini homepage, a mini blog archive experience on on any one particular article. Uh, you know, maybe uh, there's some kind of sidebar that is sort of a, a mini version of what you get on the homepage, and they can click over to the homepage for the full skinny. Um, blogs and sidebars, there, there's a problematic... Uh, history there only because you know in the early days of blogs you, you would often see these really elaborate sidebars with just tons of blocks of content you know linking to this and linking to that and photos and calls to actions and ads and all these things and mobile killed that mobile just completely decimated the whole sidebar concept because when you go to the <laughs> when you go to the article on your phone there's no room for a sidebar so usually what you see happening if somebody hasn't thought this through is the sidebar just gets relegated to you know just a column of stuff below the article but it's really dumb cuz you know you go to the page on your phone and it's like okay here's an article and you read the article and by the time you're done reading the article you know, you're you're not necessarily thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I need to look through a giant sidebar of miscellaneous things to see what I should do next. <laughs> like most people are, you know, going back to what they're doing before, or you know, at the very most, you might be able to convince somebody to, you know, hand you their email address to sign up for a newsletter if they really like the article. But they're not just going to be on their phone scrolling, 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 scrolling through this, you know, quote unquote sidebar of random stuff. So, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think through, you know, how do you have a, a quote-unquote sidebar on larger screens that is, um, you know, not just a giant random collection of stuff, but um, basically just a, a miniaturized version of the content that's on the homepage? Um, and then also, how do you present that successfully to mobile users? So I'm thinking through those ideas, those challenges right now. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll see what comes of it. Another thing I'm thinking about is, for the most part, my website content is all written in Markdown. It's all in Markdown format. Um, you know, I don't know how much experience you have with uh, content creation these days, but uh, it's become pretty popular to write in Markdown. There's lots of Markdown apps now. Just you know, even on your iPhone, you can go to the App Store and download a Markdown note-taking app or whatever. Um, so I was thinking, I, I'm, you know, I have a website, things are in Markdown, I have note-taking apps, I have a journal app, I'm writing in Markdown, 
So why do I not publish notes on my website? <laughs> as long as they're appropriate for the public to consume, of course. Um, you know, why am I writing notes in Markdown on my phone and I have this separate thing called a website and my notes are not getting published to my website? So I'm, I'm starting to think through you know, some kind of way I can set up a shortcut or, or some kind of sort of automated flow where I can write down a note uh, in, in, you know, on my phone, on the go or whatever, and then essentially click a button and it ends up on my website in a dedicated uh, notes area and, and something like that. So it's, it's just a, it's a workflow thing I need to think through uh, and I might have to sort of DIY style hack some stuff together to make that work, but um, it's something I really want to think about now. This does dovetail into something I've been pondering though, which is the the volume of content and the relevance of content. Uh, you know, one thing that, that I've been sort of, uh, I don't know if bothered by is the right word, but something that's been sort of needling me is to a certain degree, blog culture, publishing online culture uh, came out of you know, the early days of the web, and let's face it, the early days of the web were highly dominated by white dudes. <laughs> if, you, if you go back to, you know, the early days of the internet, the early days of the web, the early days of people publishing online, it's a bunch of white dudes. And more and more I've been thinking how, you know, us white dudes... You know, even even those of us who at least think they mean well and are trying to do right by folks, uh, there, there's a certain sense of like, uh, oh, everything I have to say is important. I have important things to say. I want you all to listen to what I have to say about things. You you know you just you have a lot of white dudes just basically spouting off opinions right and left, live streaming their lives, <laughs> and it's kind of like you know maybe. Maybe the world needs less of us white dudes. Just maybe. Like maybe maybe we should consciously think about not publishing every little thing all the time and acting like it's so important. Maybe it's time to, you know, step back and let some other voices reign supreme. Uh, so I, I honestly don't know how that translates to what I'm doing uh, on a daily basis, but you know, I am thinking through how how might I use whatever measure of undue privilege I might have, you know, whatever that privilege is, whatever that looks like. How can I use it to start boosting other voices, specifically other voices who aren't white dudes like me? <laughs> so uh, you know, it's it's true. Like I even think about you know a lot of the folks I've I've followed or communicated with on Twitter. Um, and, you know, particularly in the area of software development, it's very easy to fall into the trap of, I'm a white dude talking to a bunch of other white dudes. And so, you know, I'm thinking through how, how do I use, you know, whatever platform I might have to, you know, elevate women, elevate minorities, uh, you know, people of color, uh, people of, of, you know, di completely different backgrounds and completely different, um, you know, just lifestyles than, than mine. Uh, and how do I, uh, yeah, how to, basically just how do I think of content as being less about just, you know, me, 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 I, I, I all the time 
and, and make it more collaborative. All right, speaking of collaborative, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the stuff I write down when I'm out on a walk and all of a sudden I'm like, uh, wait, what about this? What about that? Um, so uh, my next note here uh, is uh, just kind of revisiting the whole discussions thing. You know, there was a time when every blog had a comment section. You just sort of expected that anytime you go to somebody's blog, uh, there's going to be discussions and you can join in and you can offer up your two cents. Um, that's kind of died out by and large. That, that time ended a while ago. I think it was a, a combination of comment sections just being really difficult to run properly. Um, you know, you either get nothing and then it looks weird because you're, you know, you're on a article and then you get to comments and there's no comments and it kind of makes it feel like, eh, nobody's here. Um, or you get, you know, just a bunch of trolls and a bunch of nonsense and that's really hard to manage. Uh, so, you know, most of the time nowadays, the, the place to comment on blogs essentially is Twitter. <laughs> Everyone's outsourced blog comments to Twitter, maybe Facebook. Uh, I wouldn't know because I'm not on Facebook. But anyway, um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, also, uh, there's been an attempt more recently to introduce this sort of thing called mentions, uh, web mentions. Um, you know, the idea being that, oh, if you use the special open web, indie web protocol, you know, site A can mention site B and site A's post will end up on site B as sort of like a comment and site B can reply as a post on site B and that ends up on site A as a comment. Uh, no, no, I've decided web mentions isn't the answer here. Uh, the UX is just really bad. <laughs> uh, and the whole thing doesn't play well at all with static sites, uh, which is sort of strange because uh, static site generation has sort of taken over the world of blogging for a lot of people, especially me. So, you know, whatever I use has to be something that's really, really easy to drop into a static site that might not have any backend, might not have any server per se. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of a pain. So you, not a good UX, not a good fit with static sites. So no, unfortunately, web mentions isn't the answer. Basically, what I'm thinking is, you know, we need some way to easily initiate social media conversations from a website and maintain some kind of link between the two. And I'm not sure anyone's built anything that's entirely satisfactory here. Um, you know, I think in an ideal world, um, there'd be some way to, uh, you know, click a button and, you know, start a tweet, for instance, from, um, from, uh, uh, from the site. Um, I'm not talking about a share button. I'm talking about a way to, you know, begin a tweet linking to the page and the page knows that that happened and can link to whatever somebody posted. So it's kind of like comments, but the comments are on Twitter. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure anyone's really figured that out yet and I might not, but that's sort of the direction I'm, I'm headed and you know, maybe it's, maybe it's as simple as, as, you know, some easy way for me to, you know, tweet uh, myself when the article goes out and, and link to my tweet. So people can, you know, read the article and then click on my tweet of the article and essentially reply there on Twitter, uh, you know, maybe that's sort of the easiest way to do it. But anyway, I'm just I'm just trying to think through how to how to maintain these connections. 
couple last things here. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm I'm uh, uh, doing this new newsletter now called Creator Class, and um, I, I I I basically set it up really quickly, and it's not really properly integrated into my site. Uh, my site still just kind of has an archive of previous newsletter issues that uh, were using this sort of hybrid approach I developed. It was it was essentially a system where I, I wrote and published my newsletters through my own site, and then MailChimp kind of uh, slurped those down to create the issues, uh, and, and that's how it was working before. But now everything's going through review, uh, R-E-V-U-E. I'm really happy so far with review service, but uh, I need to figure out how to get that better integrated into my own site. I believe I figured out a way to get an RSS feed of the creator class issues on review. Um, and if that doesn't work, they even have an API. So whether I use RSS or an API, uh, basically I can get a list of issues that have been posted through review on my site. So that's what I need to do, uh, and that'll make that all work a lot better. I really encourage anyone who has a newsletter, if you have a site, you know, blog, whatever, and you run a newsletter, uh, you know, you should really try to integrate that newsletter in some way into the site so that your issues are just yet another type of content that's available through your site. Uh, I think that's really important. And then finally, uh, I started up a Now page. <laughs> it's now out of date. But if you go to jaredwhite.com slash now, it kind of uh, is like a what I'm doing now page. Um, and this was a movement that kicked off some time ago by Derek Sivers. And uh, I, I really like the idea of just having kind of a, a blurb, maybe a few bullet points of, you know, what I'm, what I'm focusing on these days. Of course, right now, what I have on my site it was last updated on January 1st. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I haven't been updating my Now page very regularly. But part of that is I didn't set it up the way I really want it to be set up. What I want to do is have a Now page that's always up to date. But I'm not just simply editing a page. I'm, I'm, I still want it to be a blog-type system where I publish a new thing that becomes the Now page, but then there's a ever-growing archive of previous Now um, you know, incarnations. <laughs> so every time I po post a new now, uh, the previous nows, uh, call them thens. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> the, the now page and the then pages. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want it to be an archive because uh, I want to keep a record of what I'm doing now. I don't want to, you know, lose. I, I mean, I have the, the Git repo history of the page, but that doesn't help anybody other than myself. So, um, yeah, so I want to have an archive of now pages, and I want to also, you know, very obviously link to that from the home page. I, I want it to be, you know, essentially the same level of relevance as the regular blog, per se. Um, and then uh, I, won't, I won't get into this now because I don't have any ideas, but... Um, but yeah, yeah. I also want to make sure the podcast is well integrated into the overall site, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure anything much will change there. But uh, if there is uh, anything that might change about the podcast as part of this overall redesign, uh, that that will uh, be a factor as well. 
All right, so those are my notes so far. I know that was sort of a lot of random stuff, but um, just to summarize what that all was, um, thinking th I'm thinking through um, you know, what should be on the homepage, um, basically planning to turn the homepage into my about page and having a separate blog archive, thinking through the navigation experience for people who land on articles, um, and also you know, how does that translate to mobile thinking through how to publish um, notes more regularly to the site, uh, since I'm already writing things in Markdown and my site content is Markdown. Um, also thinking through how to uh, you know, use my platform to elevate other voices, particularly uh, non-white dudes, because <laughs> us white dudes uh, sure like to talk, uh, and it's, it's time to um, you know, help some other folks out here. Uh, thinking through discussions and the relationship between blogs and social media, just, uh, you know, trying to think through a way to, to make those seem a little bit less like they're separate worlds. Um, thinking through how to better integrate my new review-based newsletter into the site. And then finally, uh, the now page, making sure that that's sort of a rolling archive of now and then pages. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, those are just a few of the things I'm thinking through in terms of content structure. And, and that doesn't even include uh, all, the, all the specific visual design considerations that I'm working through now as well. Uh, so it's kind of a big project. Uh, I didn't necessarily set out to do such a big project. I was originally just thinking of, of a visual refresh. Um, but, you know, once I started thinking about what things look like, I started to think about what things are. <laughs> and arguably, that's the, the more important endeavor. Uh, when I work with cl clients myself, when I, when I work with website design clients, um, you know, th they typically want to jump right into, well, what does it look like? What is it, what's the design? Um, and I always caution them to, okay, let's slow down a little bit on that and first think through, you know, what is the content? What is your message? What are you trying to convey? Who, who are you talking to? What are you offering them? Um, you know, the, it's kind of the, the who, what, when, where, how, why questions of marketing, right? Um, and surprisingly, you know, folks that have been doing things a long time, folks that have been business for years, when you ask them very direct questions like that, they're often like, huh, <laughs> I think it's easy for all of us to just get into our ruts of just doing what we do. And we don't really necessarily take the time to step back and think through like, well, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? And who am I doing it for? And, you know, all of those questions. So, um, yeah, so essentially, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm my own client right now. And I'm trying to ask myself all of the questions I would ask other clients uh, to, to really get at the heart of, of what it's all about. So I hope that helps you if you're thinking about redesigning your website, if you're thinking through what you want to get out of blogging or out of writing uh, email newsletters and all that sort of thing. Um, if you have any questions or if you have any ideas, uh, please contact me at jaredwhite.com, of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, you can just go to jaredwhite.com and click message to send me an email and uh, yeah, let me know what's on your mind. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Jared C. White. All right. Thanks for tuning in once again to Fresh Fusion. My name is Jared White and I will see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>